Because He alone is God. Just tell Him you love Him. Tell Him you love Him. Father, we love you, O God. You are good. You are a good God. We have experienced your goodness. Our hearts are filled with gratitude, O God. We ascribe all majesty, all dominion, all power, all praise, all worship, all adoration. We ascribe all majesty unto you. We bow before you, O God. We say be thou exalted, O God. Let your name be lifted high. We lift up your name, O God. We bring everything before you this day to bow. We bow ourselves before you this day. We say, O God, have your way in our midst. Let your presence be manifest, O God. Let everyone here receive a touch from you, O God. Release grace, O God. Release your power, your anointing. The anointing that destroys every yoke, O God. We bring every yoke to bow in the lives of your people. That our worship we know no bounds. That will continually minister before you. The enemy will not be able to steal our joy. We shall not lack oil, O God. The oil of joy, O God, will continue to flow. That wellspring that you have put in us will continue to water. It shall continue to flow. We bless your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord, indeed, we want to submit this hour unto you. We ask indeed, let this hour be an hour of restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that we want to hinder in any way, we come against them. We nullify, we cancel in the mighty name of Jesus. We say, Lord, when we leave this place, we will know for ourselves that we have been with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Before we sit down one more. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have the unique privilege to stand before you again this day. And I want to thank God for this time as we look into His Word together. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, our brother Claudie has already prayed some of the um, words we want to look into this morning. Amen. But the Lord will still want us to you know, look into his word as we look unto him. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the book of Genesis, from chapter 1, the very beginning, 
Bible says in verse 24, He said, let and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Amen. Praise the Lord. In, verse, in the next verse, the Bible says, And God made the beast of the earth after his what? His kind. And cattle after their kind. And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Amen? So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female Created he them. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we see a common pattern here, if you like. The Bible says, God spoke that the earth should bring forth of his own, the, the creeping things, the creature, and every one of them after his what? His kind. Again, God spoke specifically concerning man. He said, let us make man. And in verse 27, the Bible says, God created man in his own image. So there is a pattern in nature, if you like. The divine order of God. That things will bring forth of their own kind. Amen? And even God himself chose to bring forth man after his own image. Which means... From day one, God had proposed that man will be an image of himself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I've always wondered if God had eyes and hair and legs and all that. I said, what will he need it for? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, to take it further, the Bible says in the book of John, In the book of John, chapter 4. Because, you know, all over the scriptures, the Bible says God has ears, right? And he has hands. I believe that in the context of our faculty, amen? So that we can relate to God, at least with the, with the limitation of our own self, amen? Praise the Lord. But when God made man in his kind, it's not so much as in the physical sense. Amen? We can relate to God in that context as well. But more importantly, we need to recognize that when God talks about his image, he's talking about his spirit. Amen? 
In the book of John chapter 4 verse 24, the Bible says, God is a spirit. Amen? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, when God says, let us make man in our image, he was talking about himself in his spiritual image. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, we are spirits as well. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we are spirits. Amen? <laughs> you know, I used to share with all my brethren here about a brother when we were young. You know, those days, he would just he said, can you see me? <laughs> Say, I'm a spirit man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we are in the flesh. We are in, not, we are in the physical sense. You know, we are in the body. We have a soul. But we are spirit beings. Amen? We are spirit beings. And we are spirit beings in the likeness of God. Amen? In the image of God. So you see, the physical limitations we have are temporary. You know, the flesh, you know, I cannot pray because I'm tired. You know, I cannot do this, I'm hungry. Those are the, you know, the mortality that we carry presently. Amen? But I say when we, be, when we see him, we shall put away immortality. We shall put away, sorry, mortality. And we shall put on immortality. We shall be like him, exactly like him. The way he made us from day one. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know, in book of Job 27, verse 3, it says, All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God, what? Is in my nostrils. Amen? I always wonder, you see, when you recognize that, Job was just a man. And when they wrote this kind of words in the scripture, it tells you that this Bible is indeed from God. Amen? Because no man can know these kind of things. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, all the while, in verse 3, all the while my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. Because if you go back to Genesis 2, we read, the Bible says that God picked man. In the Genesis we read, if you look at verse chapter 2, verse 27. The Bible says, verse 7 rather, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life. A man became a living soul. So it was actually the breath. You see, when God made all the other animals, you know, the Bible says, he, say, he simply said, let, 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 let them come forth, right? But when he made man, he said, he took of the dust, and he actually put life into man. He didn't just say, let man come forth. He could have said so. He said, let light come. Light came. When it comes to man, he says, he breathed life into him. 
He thought that was he himself gave man life. That's how man became image of God. Amen? And Job confirmed it. Job said, it was, the, it was the breath of God in me that he put in my nostrils. That's how I became man. Amen? That's how I, I came to life. Praise the Lord. In 33, if you go further, in Job 33, In verse 4, if somebody find it, please, you can read. Amen. It says in verse 4, The Spirit of God had made me, and the breath of the Almighty had given me, what? Life. Praise the Lord. So we are made in the likeness of God. We are spirit beings. We from day one, we have the Spirit of God. Man had the Spirit of God from day one. Amen? But of course, like we knew from all our previous discussion, we know that sin was the beginning of the problem. <laughs> sin came in. And that was the strategy of the devil to bring us unto himself. You know, just like God made man for himself. The Bible says he made all things for his what? For his pleasure. The enemy from day one in rebellion, has always been looking for, for a party to be on his side. Amen? So, sin came in and severed the relationship. And because of sin, that divine character of God. You see, what it means, by, when the Bible says God made us in his, in his image, it also means that his spirit in us and we have divine character, spiritual character. The spiritual character of God is in us. Amen? We can be like him. We can do things like him. Amen? He meant that man should dominate. Remember? He should have dominion over what he has made. He didn't want to be the one running the show himself. He gave that, he delegated that authority to man. Amen? But we lost it. And because of that, man has been subject, the Bible calls it subject to what? Corruption. To the bondage of corruption. Over generations. Amen? Until Christ came. Amen? And because of that purpose, God has a purpose that we should dominate spiritually. We should be living a life in the spirit that, is, that suppresses every oppression of the enemy. Every physical limitation. Amen? Praise the Lord. That has been the purpose and, and counsel of God from day one. Praise the Lord. But because sin came, that, that, if you like, spirituality was replaced with what? Who can help me? With, with, with just dust. Man became just the ordinary dust that he was. You know, he took dust and put life into that. But when you take that life out, it became just dust. It became dust, dust to dust. Amen? Struggle. Struggle. Sin. Sickness, disease, want, every evil that, that the ordinary man is subject to in the world. It's just the cause of man. Amen? So, spirituality was replaced with what? With carnality. That's why the Bible says, to be, spiritual, to be carnally minded is what? Is dead. Amen? And the things of the spirit can only be received what? By the spirit. 
Praise the Lord. So for us to really live in the image of God, in the dominion of God, the dominion that God has called us into, it has to be a life in the Spirit of God. Amen? The Spirit of God has to live that life. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the Bible talks about the corruption that is in the world. In the book of Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible talks about the only way we can demonstrate the divine nature is because we have put away, we have been redeemed, we have been separated from the corruption that is in the world. Amen? From the carnality that is in the world. In the book of Second Peter, if you read, you say, according to as his divine power, according as his divine power, verse 3, chapter, chapter 1, verse 3, Second Peter, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to what? To glory. Amen? And to what? To virtue. Virtue is the, 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 the release of that divine ability in you, in your life. Amen? That is virtue. I was sharing, we were sharing recently, and a brother, you know, we are talking about morality. You know, everyone wants to be moral, right? Everyone wants to do what is right. But without the grace and the virtue of God, you can't do it. Amen? And that is what the scripture is saying here, that God has given us all things that pertain Unto life and godliness. You see, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of what? Of the nature of God. That by these ye might be partakers of the nature of God, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Amen? So there is a clear distinction. Between the life that the Spirit of God is running and a life that is living in rebellion, just like Adam. A life that, is, that has chosen to go his own way. There is a marked distinction. Amen? That life cannot please God. And the life that will please God is a life that is submitted unto the Spirit of God. Amen? The original purpose of God is that His Spirit in you represents His presence, His image. It makes you to be, of course, like what? Like Him. Praise the Lord. And we know that our present church age is being called to manifest that life. Praise the Lord. You and I, just like Adam, had his chance and he fell. God has given us what? A second chance in Christ. In Christ, the Bible says the first was made earthly. The first was earthly and he failed. The second was what? A quickening spirit. Amen? The Bible says and if the, if the spirit of, that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, that same spirit is able to quicken your mortal bodies. Amen? 
that you can live a life that satisfies Him. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, in Manifesting Sonship, that is the title of this message, Manifesting Sonship. Like Father, like Son. Amen? We have seen the divine nature, the divine, you know, order of God. Everything brings forth of His own kind. Your children are exactly like you. They bring forth of you. Amen? True or false? They are yours. They are human beings, right? Just as you are. (laughs) Praise the Lord. They are human just like you. Amen? So, in God's divine order, He has proposed that everyone should bring forth of His kind. And Himself also, He brought us forth that we might be of His kind. And this church age has been called to demonstrate that power. At Pentecost, that power was released. Amen? The Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, you shall receive what? Power. So that you can be what? My witnesses. A life that is not submitted to the working of the Spirit of God, to the power of God, cannot witness of God. Amen? True or false? I mean, I have experienced that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have to be like him. He has called us to be like him. In his divine nature, in his divine character. And the only way we can do that is when his spirit gives us life. Amen? To be like him. The Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. That's a part of the example of God. Expecting us to be like him. He did not say, be ye holy because I just want you to be. He said, you are like me. You are my image. You are to demonstrate my glory. Amen? So if I am holy, you have to be holy. Praise the Lord. And God is not just making that demand on us without help. Amen? It will be unfair. He put the life in us. Amen? He put the life in us. But we retain, just like Adam, we retain the free will of obedience. Of submission. That's why it's a very interesting, uh, if you like, uh, arrangement. He gives us the free will to make a choice for Him. Amen? When we submit that choice to Him, He perfects everything else. Amen? Jesus said, if you see me, you have what? You have seen the Father. Jesus is also... The express image of the Godhead. That's what the Bible says. The express image, the perfect image of the Godhead. He say, I do what the Father tells me to do. All that you see me doing is exactly what the Father is asking me to do. You see, the truth is that children copy their parents. You see, sometimes I struggle to sleep, right? And I just hanging around, if you like. My son will not go to bed as well. <laughs> He will not go to bed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Until I go, he, he thinks that it's not time to sleep yet. Because daddy is still up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is exactly what children do. They do exactly what their parents are. That's sons of God. Manifesting sonship means we manifest the character, the mind, the, the, the way God does things is the way we do it. 
That is what manifesting sonship means. Amen? In fact, the Bible says, right from the fall of man, the whole of God's creation, humanity, has been subject to the bondage of corruption of sin. And has been waiting for this time that the sons of God will manifest. Amen? That time when the carnality that, was, that took over man because of the sin of Adam will be overcome. Amen? And Christ introduced us to that victory. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the book of Romans 8, he says, For the earnest, if you go back to just too much, I don't know where to start. He says, For if we live after the flesh, verse 13, For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall do what? Ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we see one of the key things that we, 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 we have to develop into to manifest sonship. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are. We'll get there. But in verse 19, it says, for the earnest, the, the deepest desire, expectation of humanity, of creature, of creation. You can replace creature with creation. Waited for the manifestation of what? Of the sons of God. Amen? In other words, right from Adam, man has not been able to demonstrate that original character and quality that God had proposed for man until now. <laughs> that sounds interesting, isn't it? It means what Adam could not do, God has empowered you to do. Amen? The failures that generations have been subject to, God has in Christ, empowered us to live above that. Amen? It sounds demanding, right? But it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? They are the sons. That's why Jesus says, for as many as what? Believed him, he gave them what? Power. To be what? To be sons. And humanity is waiting to prove that God is real. Amen? That what God has said in, in, in Genesis, that we will live in dominion, we can actually live in dominion. The whole creation is waiting to get out of this bondage. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the psalmist understood this, this quality of man, this desire of man. The psalmist understood it. In the book of Psalms 17, David said, as for me, as for me, David, I will do what? I will behold thy face in what? In righteousness. I will do what? I will behold thy face in righteousness. You see, when you see God, the Bible says when we see God, we'll be like him. Amen? One of the songs we were singing says we would like to be like him. Amen? As I behold his face. I can't recall the, the right, the particular song, right? It says, we'll be like him as we behold his face. He said, draw me close. Let your love surround me. Yeah? 
That's our desire. And I saw that we were all, pray, we were all singing that song with a deep desire indeed to be like him. Praise the Lord. It is a desire that God had put in our lives from day one. Our life is not satisfied. It's not fulfilled until the Spirit of God fills it. Amen? Because the life that we have indeed is by His Spirit. Praise the Lord. And until that, that void, that desire, that space is occupied totally by God, we cannot be we cannot be satisfied even in ourselves. We can strive, you know, you can try to fill it with with pleasure. You know, that's what the world has attempted to do. You know, men men desire men think that okay, if only I can have more money, if only I can have, you know, more children, if only I can have more houses, more cars, or wine, or women, or wives. You know, it doesn't satisfy because that void was originally created for God to occupy. Amen? Praise the Lord. That's the corruption that is in the world. But in sons, in being sons, we have the Spirit of God filling our lives. You know, we're, we're talking about a wellspring, you know, a wellspring in us, the, the promise of the week. Say that our wellspring, which is Jesus will continually well out, isn't it? That is God. Amen? That is God's purpose. The psalmist says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied. Only, I, I dare add only, when I awake, oh, how? With thy likeness. That is the only way we can be satisfied. It is only when we desire God the more and we allow Him to fill us by His Spirit that we can be satisfied in life. Praise the Lord. That is the secret of manifesting sonship. And that is when we, the power to be sons, the power to manifest sonship will be fully effective in our lives. And it shall be so concerning everyone that is under the, my voice this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus. But how do we manifest sonship? Because, you see, we can look at all this theory, but if we don't have practical, you know, support for it, we might not yet make it. In the book of John, chapter 8, we look at the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus was, the, the Bible says, the only begotten son. He is equal with the Father, but he was begotten. So that we can be part of that experience. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 25. They said unto him. And they said unto him. Who are thou? Who are you? <laughs> you see. When we begin to manifest as sons. The world is going to ask us that question. And some of us. Whether you do or not. Wherever you are. You have to answer this question. This is the first question. When they saw Jesus, they said, Who are you? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say 
and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Amen? We're talking about manifesting sonship. And Jesus said, in answer to that question, who are you? He said, I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Amen? So we see from the example, from the life of Jesus, the way to manifest sonship is to to do what? To hear the Father. And to speak as the Father speaks. Amen? To witness of the character of the, of, of the Father. And verse 29 says, And he that sent me is with me. The Father had not left me alone. For I always do those things that do what? That please him. That's the example of Jesus. And that's what the Spirit helps us to do. The Spirit brings us to the presence of God. The Spirit, it, the Spirit manifests the presence of God in our lives. So we can walk the way the Lord wants us to walk. Amen? We have to desire it just like the psalmist. We have to pray for it. We have to daily place our lives as a what? As a sacrifice on the altar. Amen? That's why it says in Romans 12 that we are what? A living sacrifice. You cannot manifest sonship just like that. Amen? It does not just happen, so to say, naturally. It's an experience that comes, or a life that comes out of a, 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 an intimate, constant, you know, staying in the place of the presence of God. Amen? That's why the Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. He said, but be you filled daily, amen, in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. That is the example of Jesus. In verse 34, he said, very, very, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son, therefore, you make you free, you shall be free indeed. He said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because the world had no place in you. Amen? In verse 13, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Amen? This again goes to emphasize the point we are making that like begets like. The son and the father, Jesus did exactly as the father. He spoke what the father wanted him to speak. In other words, he had no life of his own. You know, as believers, our biggest confession is what? Is that we have given our life to him. How many have given their lives to Jesus? <laughs> Amen. We've all given our lives to him. What does that mean? It's not yours anymore. 
Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's the secret of sonship. That's the secret of manifesting sonship. Because I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which you have seen with your father. Amen. In verse 44, you say, Jesus says, Ye are of your father the devil. And the loss of your father ye will do. He was talking about the world. The world does the, 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 the loss of the flesh, the pride of life, the, the, the corruption that is in the world. That is the deeds of the devil. Amen? So we that have come unto Christ and have made a choice and have given our lives to him and he has invested his power in our lives, we bring forth of the nature and character of our God. Amen? That is the truth of our life. And that is not a struggle. Amen? It is not a struggle. I tell you the truth. It is not a struggle. It, will, it might require some suffering in form of persecution. The Bible says, as many as shall live godly in this world shall do what? Shall suffer persecution. You to if impact on your choices. The places you choose to go. The things you choose to do. The words that you choose to speak. Amen? The quality of life you, you, you by the Spirit of God. Amen? That is manifesting the character of your Father. Amen? Praise the Lord. And otherwise, otherwise, the absolute truth of the matter is that if you are not manifesting his life, then you have to call for help. Amen? Because there is always help. Amen? There is always help. There is always help. The other thing we do, the opportunity we have as sons of God is what we were reading in the book of Romans chapter 8. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? They are the sons of God. Romans 8.16 It says, In verse, in verse, if I start from 14, say, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but ye have received the spirit whereby we cry, What? Abba, Father. Amen? You see, in, in the Jewish history or culture, there is a clear distinction between sons and what? And servants and slaves. The slave cannot call the owner of the house, the master father. Cannot call Abba Father. It's only the son that has the right to call the father Abba Father. Amen? It's like you calling your father by your fond name, so to say. Amen? The Bible says the spirit has been put in us. That spirit makes us confident of our relationship with Him. That Spirit removes every doubt of our position. Amen? That Spirit tells us that we are what? We are sons. And that by that Spirit, we can call Him Father. The Bible says in 16, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are what? We are the children of God. Amen? 
And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Praise the Lord. It also means that in verse 14, we are led. To be led means you are ready to what? Who can help me? To follow. We cannot demonstrate sonship or manifest sonship in rebellion. Amen? You cannot. That's not. The Bible says in Romans 6 that if you yield yourself to sin, you become the servant of what? Of sin. So we have a choice daily. Every day of our lives, the, the, the God will give us the opportunity to prove that we are sons. Amen? And His power is there. Amen? The power of God is there and we can call for help. If there be any area of our lives where you are struggling, you just call for help. Amen? You go to your father and say, God, I need help here. Pour your spirit upon me, just like we're you know, praying and, and singing this morning. Ask for help. Yield yourself unto him and listen to him, just like Jesus. Hear him and do what he says. Amen? That is the practical side of the matter. And we have to grow in grace. Amen? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, that the spirit of life works in us. Amen? There is the spirit of life in Christ that works in us. In Galatians 5.25, it says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also do what? Walk in the Spirit. Amen? Let us be practical about it. Live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and grow in grace. Amen? Grow in grace. But before we pray, there is one very important aspect of manifesting sonship. and Perhaps the most important. We need to speak right. You know, the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we believe the Lord, if we have given our lives to Him, if, we, if the Spirit of God is in us, we need to speak the things of the Spirit. Amen? We cannot, because you see, God has invested authority in our mind. In all the creation, in every step of creation, the Bible says, God did what? Spoke. In the book of Second Corinthians, quickly, in chapter 4, everything that God did, He spoke it into being. The Bible says in verse 6 of Second Corinthians, verse 4, it says, For God, for God, who commanded. The Bible says God did what? He commanded. You know, when he says, let there be light, it was a commandment to light to comfort. Amen? And light had to do what? Had to comfort. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, what does that mean? If you are a son of God, and the Spirit of God is in you, and the Spirit speaks expressly through you, you can command. You have the same authority. Amen? You can command the situation in your life. You say, hear ye the voice of the Lord. Cancer, you will not stay in this body. And so it will be. In Jesus' name. That is the authority of sons. That is what it means to manifest sonship. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Luke 21, just for us to appreciate, Jesus said in verse 
15. He said, For I will give you. He said, What? I will give you a mouth. And what? And wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay or what? Or resist. Your, the devil cannot resist your word. When you speak it with authority as a son of God, he has to listen. Amen? Amen? Amen. That is manifesting sonship. In the book of Ezekiel, or before then, we look at Proverbs 18. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 that life and death are what? In the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall do what? Let's look at that scripture. That is the word of God. And we needed to understand that God has given us authority and, and the, the power to dominate. Amen? When he put his spirit in, 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 in Adam, he told him to do what? To dominate. And now as sons of God, when we have the spirit of God in our lives and we are walking with him, he has given us the authority also to dominate. Amen? Praise the Lord. We need to speak right and, 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 and use our tongue correctly. That's what we're praying about this day. And the Bible says in the book of 18, life and death. The choice is in your, in your, in your mouth. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen? There is benefit in knowing where your position is and what God has, has commanded in your life. In the book of Ezekiel, we see God spoke to Ezekiel. You know, God wanted to do something. God wanted to cause a restoration. Amen? But he did not do it himself. He told Ezekiel to do what? To speak. He says, say. Amen? In the book of, in 36 verse 1, he says, Also thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear ye the word of the Lord. Amen? When you speak the word of the Lord into situations, they will respond. The Bible says his word will not return to him void. Amen? He has invested out. Jesus says, I give you a mouth and wisdom that your adversary, the devil, or his cohorts can never be able to gainsay or resist. Amen? Praise the Lord. We need to recognize the connection between the heart as well. The heart and the mouth. There's a strong connection. In the book of Romans 10, 10, the Bible says, With the heart, man believes. Amen? But with the mouth, confession is made. For that reason, it's important for us to know the word of God. To saturate your heart with the word of God. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart from it. But thou shalt do what? Meditate. The purpose of that meditation is so that it will take deep root. It will saturate your heart. So that with the abundance of the word in your heart, your mouth will speak the word of God. Amen? And when you pray, you can then command the situations. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty nine, 29, he says, Say unto this mountain, 
be thou removed. So many times when we are confronted with sickness, with difficult situations, our prayer should be very clear. As sons, we simply command the situation. Amen? We simply command the situation. We speak the word of the Lord into those situations, and those situations will come right. And even as we, from time to time, open the word of God, the Bible says, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. He said, that man shall be what? Shall be blessed. You see, when we see him, we become like him. Amen? As we open the word of God, we see God. Amen? If you want to see God and know his heart and understand him, go to the word. As you behold his face, you are changed into his image. Amen? You are changed by the word into his image. And the word of God saturates your heart. And you can speak with authority. And so shall it be this day concerning every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to make a call. I want us to arise now. And as many as want to have a repair. You want God. Repair my life. In the book of 1 Kings 18. Before Elijah started demonstrating the power of God. The Bible says, Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near. And he repaired the altar. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. There might be altars that are broken in your life. In your spiritual life, there might be altars that are broken. I want you to just lift up your hand and say, Lord, I call for help now. My altar, the altar of prayer, the altar of studying the word, the altar of obedience, every altar that is broken, every altar that is no longer working. The Bible says God has called us to be a living sacrifice. That means we have an altar where the sacrifice is laid. Cause, oh God, as your children lift up their hands, oh God, Cause your fire, O oh God, to burn afresh in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every altar that's been broken down, I command life unto them, O oh God. Every life, O oh God, that has lost the power. I command, O oh God, a renewal of your spirit, O oh God. A fresh release of your power into the lives of everyone that is here today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 37, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the, the burnt offering. Say, Lord, consume me. Let your fire fall upon me. I want you to say that prayer. Lord, let the fire of your Holy Spirit fall afresh on me. Let your fire consume my life afresh. Let your fire burn in my life. And burn away every chaff, every deadness. Every evil, everything that is contrary to your life in my life. Refresh me with your spirit, O God. And let your power move in me, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Continue to thank the Lord. God has reminded you and me of who we are in Him.
Just continue to thank Him. Just continue to thank Him that you are truly His son. You are truly His child. You were a servant. You are now a son. You are not just a son. You are in the image of the Father. You carry divine characteristics. You carry God's DNA in you. Just thank the Lord for that. That's a privilege that you and I have today. That we can say, God's DNA is in me. God's DNA is in me. That can't be ripped out from me. Just thank the Lord for that. Can you imagine yourself? Whose DNA are you carrying? You are carrying the Creator's DNA. Just thank the Lord for that. Father God, we just want to thank you, praise you, Lord. Give glory to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we are your children. We are created in your image, Lord Father. You have breathed the breath of life into our nostrils, Lord Father. We thank you for that, Lord Father. We praise you, we bless your name, Lord Father. But we also need to ask ourselves some questions today. Have we replaced our spirituality with carnality? Are you obedient or disobedient to the voice and the word of the Lord? Look at yourself. Does your life please or displease God? All we need to do, and let's do it again, let's just truly surrender our lives to Him. Not partially, not almost fully, but completely and totally. Just tell the Lord that all of you is His. Just open your mouth and tell Him. All of you is His. Keep nothing back for yourself. Keep nothing back for yourself. Just surrender yourself into the hands of the Lord. Use your authority to call him Abba Father. He is not a stranger. You carry his DNA. You have the right to call him Abba Father. Call him that. Call him that today. Reaffirm your sonship. As a son, you have that right. Do not hesitate to call him. Use that authority that he has given you, that God has given you. And tell him that you will follow him completely and totally. Jesus did it. You can do it. I can do it. Each one of us can do it. God gave you and me a voice of authority to have dominion. Can we use that voice of authority? What is that mountain in your life? Can you use that voice of authority that you have in you? And tell that mountain, be gone from my life. That's what God is telling us today. Manifest your sonship. Live life as a son. Don't live life as a slave. 
You and I are called to be royal people. You and I are called to be people who are like God, who are with God, who are the sons of God. Not, we don't live that life just within the four walls of this church. Tell God that when you go out there, today, tomorrow, the rest of your life, you will manifest truly that you are His Son. You will do what He asks you to do. You will be His voice in this place. There was a voice in the wilderness once upon a time. Today, it's you and me. Father God, we thank You. We praise You, Lord Father. You have spoken, Lord. And we have accepted your word, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us once again, Lord Father, that we truly are your children, Lord. We truly are your sons, Lord Father. We carry your spirit in us, Lord Father. We carry your breath in us, in our nostrils, Lord Father. And we thank you, Lord Father, that out of the dust when you created us, you chose not to command that we live, Lord Father, but you breathed into us, Lord Father, and therefore we live, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that authority of dominion that you have given us, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we will exercise that day after day in our life, Lord Father. Father God, truly keep us as your people, as your testimony in this land, in this place, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord Father, that even as we live our life, day after day, you will take all the glory, Lord Father. People will see you, Lord Father. And people will turn to you, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we will not live life with the mentality of a slave, Lord Father. But we will truly live life with the mentality of a son, Lord Father. The son of the living God. Father God, I thank you, Lord Father, for using your dear servant this day, Lord Father. Your son, Lord Father. You have used him so beautifully, Lord Father. Through his words, Lord Father, you have spoken to us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, that your anointing will continue to be upon your son, Lord Father. You will bless him, Lord Father. You will multiply his anointing upon his life, Lord Father. We pray for this family, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless them, Lord, and use them mightily in this land, Lord Father. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. We commit each one of us into your hands, Lord. And we pray, Lord Father, that even as we step out of this place, we will truly step out with a, with a joy in our step, Lord Father. And we will truly talk as sons of the one true living God. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.